Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome back to the Lightsaber Lounge. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I'm your host, Scott McDonald. And this is where, you know, of course, we talk about all things Star Wars. But we're going to do something a little bit different in this episode. Um, we're not going to be talking about films and TV shows like we usually do. We're going to discuss Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, specifically the Disneyland one, because that's where I've been and that's where my co-hosts today have all been. So we're going to talk about the Disneyland Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And not to give away too much about my opinion on this, but it's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have one of my regular co-hosts here, Simon. Hey. Hi, Simon. And we have some new co-hosts with us. We have Cece. Say hi, Cece. Hello. And Mike. Happy to be here. Awesome. Glad you guys are here. So we've all been fairly recently. I was in May of 2023. Mike and CC, you guys were when? September. September 2023. Yes. And Simon, you're still trying to figure it out? Yeah. Two, two, <laughs> two, two years ago. Two years ago. So fairly recent. Now, just before we start, we have a little custom here on the Lightsaber Lounge when we have new co-hosts. Uh, we need you to rate yourself regarding your level of Star Wars fandom. So... We get a sense of perspective of where you're coming from and all this. So, how would you describe yourself as a Star Wars fan? And your options are casual, really into it, hardcore but with a life, just plain hardcore, or obsessed. I was worried about getting this question because I don't actually know how to answer it. Um, I'm not a Star Wars fan in terms of like... I don't really care about the details so much. I'm more about like the feelings that you get from it, um, like dressing up and playing games and the cool merch. Um, so Star Wars, I almost say I'd be on your scale a casual fan, but uh, probably Mandalorian I'd be very into. Okay, for context, you're wearing a, a Grogu t-shirt right now. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike. Uh, I'd say probably somewhere between casual and really into it. Um, so I've watched all the movies and I've watched all the multiple series. Times. On, <laughs> twice. Twice is not multiple. Okay, twice is multiple. Um, and I've watched all of the uh, all of the ones on Disney Plus, the Mandalorian, um, Book of Boba Fett, um, Ahsoka. So uh, I have that knowledge, um, but I wouldn't say I spend any time thinking about it outside of watching it. So. Oh, okay. All right. You don't lie there at night trying to figure out who Ray's parents are like the rest of us. <laughs> okay. All right. So you think you're in the same vibe. We're pretty much all on the same page, I think, there. Um, okay, before we get into it, I'll just give you a little bit of background info on Galaxy's Edge and what it's all about. Uh, there is a Galaxy's Edge in both Disneyland and Disney World. They're both about 14 acres. The Disneyland, just the Disneyland one, estimated cost was about a billion dollars. So, it, you know, they spared no expenses there. It took about six years of development and construction to build, and it opened on May 31st, 2019. Walt Disney Imagineering, in collaboration with Lucasfilm, uh, designed the project, and they chose to set everything at what they call the Black Spire Outpost on the planet Batu, which is a newly designed world uh, instead of using an existing planet uh, from the Star Wars universe. Timeline-wise, everything is generally set in the time period that takes place in the sequel movies, so that's The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. The goal of the park is to really give you an incredible immersive experience. It's to essentially make you feel like you're walking around in a Star Wars movie. There's all kinds of cool things to do, like Savvy's Workshop, where you can build your own custom lightsaber. The Droid Depot, where you can design and build your own droid. Ogus Cantina is a super cool and a very popular Star Wars themed bar, where you can get all kinds of quirky cocktails and listen to music played by a droid DJ. 
Uh, there's tons of characters walking around that you can interact with. And of course, there are two large premium rides. First is the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, which features a full-scale, 100-foot-long replica of the Millennium Falcon. The second is Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, which is amazing. It's probably the most popular attraction at all of Disneyland, to be honest. Uh, it cost $200 million and is described as one of the most technologically advanced and immersive experiences Disney ever created. And uh, I would have to say I totally agree with that. It's definitely a don't miss. So that's kind of what it is about. So let's talk about our experiences there. How did the actual experience of being there stack up to the <laughs> expectations? So maybe we could just start there. What were you hoping for? Just sort of a very broad answer. What you're hoping for versus what you got. Did it meet your expectations? Yeah. No, I, I well, we were going to Disneyland technically for my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, sure. sure. So <laughs> we believe you. That, that, that is where we started. Uh, but obviously, you know, uh, the Star Wars area was a key part of it. And I had heard a little bit from friends and stuff that had gone, but I, I didn't actually want to know too much because I wanted to go in because everyone just said, you have to just go and see it. And that's how it is. Right. And right. it, it blew all everything away of what I was expecting. Did you watch like YouTube videos of people doing, you know, they tour the whole park and did you know everything before you went? Or you no, no, no. I, I didn't want to know you didn't anything. Want to know. Okay, cool. I, I, yeah. I've obviously watched thousands of hours afterwards. But right, yes. <laughs> just because I was like, oh, maybe I missed things. Right. And, and, and there was a few things, but yeah. yeah. Okay. How about you guys? Uh, I went in pretty blind as well. Um, other than watching TikTok videos of Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, mostly I was going kind of just to escape from real life. Um, I think Disneyland is just really good for that in general. So um, in that sense, it did. Um, my first, first impression of going into there, I was actually disappointed. Um, really? Yeah, because... I had built it up so much in my head that yeah, that's uh yeah, yeah, and easy to do. It it was just once you get there and you're like, oh, there's only two rides that are like really long to wait for, and then there's just this one area, but you don't actually see the characters all the time. And I was like, oh, like maybe maybe it's like not quite as good as it was in my head. But my opinion of that did change throughout the experience. Right. So right, yeah. Mike, how about you? Uh, so I went into it with pretty low expectations. I wasn't <laughs> expecting too much, and, and that was probably just to mute any expectations that Cece had. <laughs> so I went in, I, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't even know how many rides there were. I was like, okay, it's it's Disney. They're probably going to do a good job of extracting a bunch of money from folks, so it has to be pretty good. Um, but I will say, as as we went through and as I watched you know, Cece enjoy it, and as I enjoyed it myself, I was like, wow, this is actually really awesome. Like, they did, they, I thought they did an amazing job, particularly of um, of the rides, um, and totally worth the wait, totally worth, so I, I thought they did a, a really great job. Um, and so I was, I was, my bar was quite low, but they exceeded it by a lot. Yeah, I, you know what? Because I had watched so many videos and my expectations and my just excitement was, you know, off the charts. And then when you navigate your way through the park to get to Galaxy's Edge, which is sort of in the far corner, there wasn't like this big entrance. I just kind of just, oh, oh, we're, I guess we're in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't like a big deal. It kind of just sort of transitions from one thing to the other. And I was like, oh. So at first I was like, well, that was a bit disappointing. There's one guy dressed as a Jedi selling, you know, candy. 
<laughs> in some sort of, you know, semi-sad souvenir booth. And I was like, well, this is the... I think I came in the back way or something. Because yeah, I, me too. I think I came in through the rise of... The resistance side, the side yes. yeah, because yes. we were trying to get there really early in the morning, yes, and I'm likewise. tired and hungry, and yeah. we kind of zoom through everything. So yeah, yeah, because I don't like there is a big entrance. Yeah, well, I guess. they have yeah. like yeah. guards and yeah, we did not come in that way. No, <laughs> us either. Because I was like, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there's like a big entrance. There's guards. You know, they they check you out and no, every, no. and everything. Your first interaction is being yelled at by stormtroopers. It's like I went to a really nice restaurant, but came in the back, <laughs> yeah, through like the dumpsters from the alley. and through the yeah. kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, what sort of changed is I kind of got in. Went okay, I'm here. Then I started noticing the, just the attention to detail was crazy. Um, maybe what was semi-disappointing was it's not sort of as big as I maybe thought. Like, it didn't seem like it was just this giant park. It is a, it's 14 acres, which is big. But they did a good job of creating the illusion. Like, when you're in there, you don't really see anything else. So that was kind of cool. There wasn't anything else to spoil it. Like, you don't see the, you know, the Matterhorn poking up over the, you know, where other Disneyland attractions. So that was cool. But just how... The lengths they went to not spoil this illusion that you're in the Star Wars world was really, really well done. And I kind of felt like I was walking around in the movie. The immersion is really nice. The immersion is, I think that was what they really tried to achieve. Yeah, I think I think the, the choice that they made to not mimic like an existing location that people had become really familiar with in the in the you know nine movies was a good choice. They, they picked one where you felt like you were part of the universe. But you kind of got to explore around something that you maybe not had seen the full scope of in one of the movies. So, you know, even if you'd watched them multiple times, it was kind of a new experience for you. Yeah, true, yeah. true. Well, it was also, it was a trading post. So it made sense that there was a giant thing to buy all the merch and everything <laughs> yeah, inside. Yeah, true. So the whole market area looks like it's the market. It's one of the ones from the movies where you see that yeah. going on. It looked very typical. Yeah, true. For me, it was actually... It became more familiar because I have the Sims 4 pack for a journey to Batu. So I had actually already been to Batu technically through my Sims. So that that was kind of cool because all the locations were had like the same names and then it's like, oh yeah, like this side's the rebel side and then this side's for the first order and then in the middle right. you've got the Millennium Falcon and all the smugglers. Right. You know, see, it's funny when I was there, I never figured that out that there is two different sides. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until after I watched a video, and I'm like, oh, right. I never really paid attention to that. Yeah, because the two of them don't really interact. Right, yeah. right. And, and, you know, I wish I knew that at the time. But anyways. <laughs> You'll well, just have to go back. Yeah, I'll have to go back. Well, oh, yes. Terrible. No, I, know, I don't think I could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, maybe that's something we can just talk about now. So this is not a cheap thing to do. I kind of threw money at the problem so we could, you know, we stayed at the Grand Californian Hotel in the park so we could get there early. And that's outrageously expensive. And at that point, it was like, we're so deep now, just buy all the lightning lane and whatever. Um, was it good value for the money, do you think? You'll have to ask Mike that. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, I, I do think so. Um, so, you know, Cece and I went without kids. And so we got to do it as adults who had watched Star Wars, kind of uh, enjoyed that. And we went you know, when it was a little bit slower. So we went in September when the prices are a little bit cheaper to get into the park. Um, but I think for, for something where we spent like, what, you know, 12, 13 hours in a given day um, in the park for, for several days, uh, it was it was worth it for the amount of time we spent and everything we got to do. So I think I think for the two of us it was, but my answer would change if I had like three kids in tow. I wouldn't, 
I don't think I'd pay to bring three kids with me into into Galaxy's Edge, um, particularly if they weren't huge Star Wars fans. But for the two of us, I think it was good. Yeah. Simon? Well, I, I think the whole, we didn't pay any extra to go into the Galaxy Edge part. Well, because right? your wife was pregnant. No, 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 no. And you no, got no. off easy. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so there's there's the lightning lanes, and there's Genie Plus. Yes, true. Which okay. is like, but you're paying that for all of Disneyland. Yes. So you're just really paying the lightning lane. Yes, the extra... Twenty dollars. Um, yeah. So those of you who don't know, so there's different levels of how you navigate through the park. So you have to get the G- Disney app number one to do anything in Disneyland. Pretty much, you could just walk in, but they they really want you to have this app. Yeah. yeah. And then so that way you can pre-order food and all the sort of stuff and figure out what's going on. And then there's Genie Plus, which is an upgraded version of the app. Is that right? That it, well, it's it's the paid sort of skip the line part. You, you get a paid you, skip the line. It's the old fast pass program that's right. now a paid. And then on top of that, you have Lightning Lane, yes, which is like an extra for the premium rides, like Rise of the Resistance. It's like an extra twenty bucks per yeah. ride, where you can pick a time and just show up and just literally get on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. you really you're only paying extra. You, you have Genie Plus anyways, probably for the rest of the thing. Yeah, you're paying an extra twenty bucks for the one ride, or, or yeah. uh, twenty bucks for the other one, so forty bucks. But if you got five kids, to Mike's point, then it's like... Well, they, yeah, but they don't come. You just, you, just, <laughs> no, you just leave them outside. You leave them outside. You're like, you might meet Boba Fett outside. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. They they don't. Can you just look after my kids for a few minutes? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Genie Plus is like so much uh, per day, right? Extra? Is yeah. It's, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Disney keeps changing, yeah. keeps changing it. It was $20 yeah. when we were there per um, day. I think it's safe to say like for me, okay, I hadn't been to Disneyland in 20 years for anything. And going down, I found like, so I knew, okay, I have to have the app. Then I started to get super stressed out about, (laughs) am I going to navigate the park properly? Am I going to miss out by doing it wrong? And then you've got to, then if you want a sit down dinner of any kind, you've got to make reservations and I'm doing it about 60 days out or maybe a little less and everything's taken. Like you can't get a dinner reservation. And I'm like, oh my, I was so (laughs) stressed about this stupid app for like three weeks before we went. But it all ended up working out in the end. I'm glad I have it. But it, it's not an easy thing. Like you just be used to be, you just go buy a ticket and walk in and yeah. But do you your also thing. wait in line for a lot longer I know. under that structure. Lightning Lane. Let's put, like when I was there, the Rise of the Resistance line was maybe sixty to ninety minutes typically. So Lightning Lane was great. <laughs> we didn't actually get Lightning Lane for Rise of yeah. the Resistance. Um, we 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 did have Genie Plus, so we used that for Smuggler's Run. Right. Okay. So how long was the wait? Did you just go one time in the... Uh, Rise of the Resistance? Yeah. We actually went three times. <laughs> and you waited for them all? Over two... Uh, yeah, we did. Um, the line, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I think the first time we went, it was really, really late in the day, like maybe two hours before closing or something like that. And it said it would be like an 80 hour, not 80 hour, 80 minute wait. Um, but I think we got in within 40 minutes, maybe. I think it was just like the right. timing of when the yeah. lineup was. Um, and other than that, we waited probably half an hour for the other two as well. But we went really early or really late. We didn't go in the middle of the day. So what were some of your standout experiences? Like what were the best parts? Uh, the changing moment for me was probably rise of the resistance um just that moment when uh the ship stops and then are are we allowed to give spoilers here (laughs) i think so if you haven't done i mean there's a million videos online but yeah if you 
really want to be surprised and like Simon, not know anything before you go to Galaxy's Edge. Skip just, ahead. Just skip ahead or go on the next episode. From here on, you might get spoilers. So, okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, just when the ship doors open and you're in the first order um, and like all the stormtroopers are right there, that contrast between where you were with the rebels and like the clean, shiny first order, like that yeah, experience. It was pretty was just, spectacular. Yeah, that... Yeah. that and I, yeah. I went into it not knowing what was going to happen. So that was a really cool Oh, you moment. didn't know? Oh, yeah, I didn't was... know. Wow. Yeah. So I was yes. like, oh, where are we going? <laughs> I, I, you see, I wish I didn't know because I did know. It still was cool. But if you did know, I just, I can imagine stepping out of that thing would be. Yeah. Like, and I think the temperature amazing. changes too. It like, does. It's cold. colder. Yes. And like. Because it's sort of open yeah. to space. Yeah. And know. it's just, yeah. it opens up so much that, yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I just wish they, they kind of shepherded you through that pretty quick. Because they got to get you, you know, moving along, and I was, I was just wanted to linger in there for a while. But yeah, they, I walked pretty slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to tie my shoe. <laughs> How about you, Mike? I think the the part that really stuck out with me, which contrasts with the rest of Disneyland, was um, a lot of the First Order actors were really fun to watch having them interact with people on a, I know it's somewhat scripted, but it felt unscripted. It felt, it felt very natural. And in many cases, it was also actually kind of mean. Yeah, well, yeah, they're totally mean. Yeah. Which, which was really amazing because you'd just walk through like fantasy land at Disneyland <laughs> where it's, you know, rainbows and butterflies or whatever. And then, and then you have this first order person threatening to throw you in jail or, you know, end your life. strictly for looking at them funny and that was everywhere in the in the park so i thought that the first order actors were probably my favorite part just because it was a lot of fun um to to listen to them to have them be mean to you um yeah that was it for me i know i was like i got yelled at well not yelled at but i got uh talking to for stepping off my color spot yeah you know or they put you in the different colors and uh it was so much fun but i think there was a few people on our kind of group that went through at the same time who didn't we understand the story here? And they were like, why are these people being so mean to us? <laughs> so one of them was getting really upset. Like, I want to speak to the manager kind of vibe. Yeah, uh, Simon. Yeah, no, uh, well, it's, yeah, the rise of resistance was probably the big yeah, thing for me. It, it's, it's the big ticket item, really. Yeah. yeah, well, it's, you know, it's 18 minutes long between going, you know, from start to finish is like, I, I think probably one of the longest. Is that it? I find that even... I knew it felt long, but I didn't know it was that long. I, mean, I guess from the time you first kind of enter. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. And okay. and I think the, like you're walking for a portion of it, right? Yeah, true. Like true. getting on the shuttle and how it turns and it feels like they're, when they're turning you, it's, it's during liftoff and stuff. So you right. don't even notice because you actually leave the same door you came in. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But you just don't, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. yeah. And even like the, the trackless ride. So it's, you know, it goes back and forth and you don't, you're not seeing it where it's going in, right. in, in yeah. along with the other rides. It's 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 not just one ride. It's kind of they've merged a bunch of different things together. Um, if you haven't been on the ride, it it is the kind of the, the premier attraction of the park, and essentially the experience is you're you're recruited into being part of the resistance, and you're on a on a shuttle going to a ship, and then the ship is intercepted by the first order, and you get captured by the first order and taken on this uh, battle star cruiser thing. And to your point, Cece, you, you walk out into this hangar and there's like, I don't know, a hundred stormtroopers standing there. And it, that's unbelievable. And then you go through this whole experience where you're being chased by Kylo Ren and there's space battles. And it's just, it's epic. Like it's, if, even if I stood in that line for whatever, I would be good. 
Like I wouldn't feel like it wasn't worth it. I would have stood in line yeah, for two after hours. After our first yeah. ride, I immediately was like, again, again. And yeah. Mike's like, yeah, no, I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, the sort of second tier would be um, the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run Ride. You get assigned these specific duties. So one's really cool. You get to fly. And then if you're at the back, you push this red button or something. And so <laughs> it's just kind of luck of the draw, what your experience is like. So could be somewhat disappointing or somewhat cool. So I was I was fine, but I wouldn't really go back again to do that multiple times. Yeah, it's also who ends up being the person flying, even if you don't get that job. If they're like a you know a seven year old kid and they're just smashing it left and right, right, it's yeah. a bad experience <laughs> either way. True. Yeah, or an old person who just doesn't really know what to do. And, yeah, just yeah. you know. Yeah, they when, just got the turn signal on the whole time. <laughs> When yeah. Cece and I were on this ride, there happened to be a little seven-year-old kid oh, no. as the gunner sitting in front of Cece, who was the engineer. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And the poor kid didn't really understand what was going on and looked like they just wanted to go home and weren't pushing the right button at the right time. Oh, so no. Cece took it upon herself <laughs> to give this person some counsel on how to play because it was ruining her enjoyment <laughs> of this ride. What, was this counsel maybe loud and, and aggressive? Firm? I, I no. may have just pressed some of the buttons for him. Yeah. <laughs> You're not doing it right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Poor kid, traumatized child. Yeah. Um, did you guys do some of the other stuff? Like, you know, you build a lightsaber, you build a droid, you do all that kind of shenanigans. Anybody do that? Well, I think this is back to the how expensive do you want this? Well, it's yeah. how expensive yeah. do you want the day? This is obviously you pay as you go. Yeah. 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 I did the lightsaber and I did the droid. <laughs> <laughs> He did everything. I did everything, basically, yeah. He stopped counting at some point. I did, as I don't care. I just stopped trying to figure out how much it cost and also do the U.S. dollar, Canadian dollar conversion in my head because that was just going to make it worse. Uh, you know, the lightsaber building was fun. Like, they do, it's a whole show. So they've got actors in there and you're, you know, it's like, oh, there's a script and there's dialogue and Yoda talks to you and ushered into the Jedi Order or something. Um, you you can pick parts so it was a bit of a pressure like, to choose. Choose your lightsaber. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. And then you got to choose your color, you know, the crystal. And then as you raise your lightsaber, it's a big ceremony and stuff. So I was kind of, <laughs> I did get a little chills. It was, like, kind of sad. and, and uh, But it was kind of fun. And the droid thing was, eh, it was okay. It was still fun, but um, not didn't have the sort of, you don't get the storyline kind of aspect on the droid. You just kind of go in and build a droid and how pay, much, pay how, as you go. How much is the droid? Uh... It kind of ranges. I think I paid like uh, 150, 200 bucks or something. Okay, so 200 bucks for the lightsaber. Oh, uh, no, that was like three something. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, but for the whole much more of a better experience. Yeah, you're probably looking about a $500 ish if you want to do both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're talking about if you got three kids, then all of a sudden this becomes a much bigger deal. You get them a stick somewhere. You just get them, them the plastic the one or the superstar yeah. stick. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need to go to college. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> The, yeah. the entrance and exit. Yeah, it's, it's the, an Ewok lightsaber. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about, did you guys find a lot, or uh, any, or all of the Easter eggs that are around? Apparently there's a lot. Did so you I, even look I, I spoiled a little bit because I read about it afterwards. Um, uh, so it was it was hard because, you know, it's there's so many people, it's so hard to miss a, a lot of the different things yeah. if you don't know what to look for. So I think that may have been one thing where I might want to, uh, may have wanted to spoil it a bit in advance so I could right. actually see it. Right. Um, but uh, a lot of the things, the little details that the the Disney Imagineers put in were quite impressive. Yeah, apparently I didn't really make an effort to find them, but apparently they're everywhere. 
And I would, like, I'm like you, I wouldn't mind going back if when I do to try and find those little things. Like yeah. I know yeah. one that I heard about was they took the one of the original R2-D2 droids and took a cast of of its wheels and then the ground in galaxy's edge has this all over the place right he's running through it yeah um or another one was the uh all the garbage cans in the park have a number on it and it's the number of the trash compactor that was in um the original uh movies right and so for those who knew what that number was you could see it everywhere in the park yes well funny you should mention that we do have a little bit of uh lightsaber lounge trivia about uh, galaxy's edge and i think that's in there so thanks for spoiling it uh, <laughs> so we'll just listen we'll just uh take a bit of a break here and we'll um listen to i think it's basically five things you might not know about star wars galaxy's edge okay here we go hi again this is nicola with some more lightsaber lounge trivia here are five facts you might not know about star wars galaxy's edge number one so many options There are more than 120,000 possible combinations for constructing a lightsaber in Savvy's workshop. And there are nearly 280,000 possible combinations for constructing an R-series or BB-series droid using all the available pieces in the droid depot. Number two, trash talk. Each trash can and recycling bin inside the park has the number 326-3872 on it. This is a hidden reference to the sector number where Luke... Han and Leia were tossed into the trash compactor on the Death Star in the original film, A New Hope. Number three, X marks the spot. In the resistance area of Galaxy's Edge, you'll find a full-size gray and blue X-Wing fighter. This ship was actually a screen-used prop from the super-popular Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. In the series, director Dave Filoni actually makes a brief cameo appearance in the cockpit. Number four, best kept secrets. Disney really likes to keep big projects under wraps. While Galaxy's Edge was being built, the land was referred to as Delos, a Greek island the designers visited while searching for inspiration. The Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run attraction was known as Big Bird, And Star Wars Rise of the Resistance was known as Alcatraz because it's designed to be a first-order prison from which riders must escape. Number five, it's big. This may come as a surprise, but until Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, a complete full-size Millennium Falcon had never been built. The models used for the films were either scaled, computer-generated, or only partially built based on what was needed for shooting. More than 100-foot-long versions at Walt Disney World and Disneyland are now the only two full-size Falcons. And they are accurate down to the tiniest detail. And that's it for another edition of Trivia. Those were five facts you might not know about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And now let's get you back to the lounge for some more Star Wars talk. I'll see you in the next episode. And we're back. And you're right, Mike. See? You noticed. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, did you guys uh, interact with any of the characters? Yes. Did you, who did you get to see? <laughs> the Mandalorian. Oh, awesome. um, I mean, that was... I think I was going to be really, really disappointed if I didn't see him. Um, that that was pretty much what I was going to go see. And Grogu, of course. Um, and other than that, who else did we see? Oh, Kylo Ren. We saw... A couple times, um, 
we actually saw Chewbacca and Rey walk by as well. Um, I just really like how they did the character interactions. Um, I think it's really high quality for them to be walking around and actually interacting with the environment versus just like stepping for a photo. Um, the downside, of course, is that you might not get to see your favorite character. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's sort of random, you know, yeah. you never know when they're going to come out. But yeah. you're right, they don't yeah. just sort of stand over here, you can take a photo, but they, yeah, they talk to you and you kind of, you can kind of get engaged with them. That's kind of fun. Simon, did you? Uh, n- not a specific character. I just like the um, stormtroopers. Oh, yeah, they walk around a lot. Yeah, because yeah. we, when I went, uh, Kylo Ren and stuff wasn't in, and the Mandalorian wasn't characters yet. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, yeah, but it was still just the stormtroopers and and stuff going around yelling at yeah. people. Like I, I found that it was much more because they, I, I I've seen a couple of the videos now and there's limited things the other guys can say. Yeah. Whereas the stormtroopers can kind of just do whatever they want. I know, I know. They have they have a lot of freedom. Yeah, because it you know it could be any stormtrooper, so they can have any. I mean, their responses are canned as well for the stormtroopers, aren't they? I was wondering, is it is there some sort of yeah uh, voice? A box in there where it changes their voice to sound like a stormtrooper, or is it pre-recorded stuff? They press buttons. Yeah, it's pre-recorded, and um, spoiler alert: uh, it's actually their hand movements uh, that determine. Trigger. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. See, I thought it probably was something like that, but it wasn't true. But it always seems to be they must have a lot of options. I don't know because yeah, it yeah. can really fit with what's going on. But it's probably yeah, that'd be interesting to do. Follow them around and just see how much they repeat <laughs> what they're saying. The one thing I found as an older fan, and this was kind of maybe, well, through the whole park, there's no reference to, other than Chewie, R2-D2, C-3PO, like there's no Han Solo, there's no Luke Skywalker, there's no Darth Vader, um, not just in characters, but nothing. Like there's no souvenir stuff for them, there's no mention of them, uh, zero, which I found kind of weird, because I was ready to go, I want to buy a Darth Vader something, or... And you can't. So clearly they're targeting this for an audience that probably started in the... My age. In the prequels or the sequels. <laughs> well, like started with Ray and, you know, and, and Kylo Ren and that whole thing. So that was, I found a bit disappointing. But I think we talked about this in an earlier episode. I, you know, you can't have, obviously, Han Solo walking around because he's dead. <laughs> and Leia's, you know gone now and so obviously these characters can't exist so i I understand but i was a bit disappointed in that okay maybe we could transition now to talk a little bit about the all the various food and drink options that are available in galaxy's edge there are a lot it's all pretty good um the big attraction of course is oga's cantina which is amazing it's hard to even describe it until you go in and see it but it is pretty hard to get into you definitely need a reservation right so I actually thought I made reservations on the Tuesday night that we were there. And turns out it's really easy to confuse it with Florida. Oh. Oh, you made it in the Florida one? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I was so excited because I thought, oh, like there must have been a last minute cancellation because I got a spot. And then I showed up and she's like, oh, yeah, that's not the right one. I thought the trip was ruined at that point. I really did. I yeah. thought that if we if we didn't get in, that this would just be a write-off and we'd go home disappointed. <laughs> I, I was pretty upset. I, I stood outside Oga's for like 10 minutes crying to Mike. Oh, so. Really? <laughs> So they just said no, go well, away. Well, yeah, because yeah. they didn't have room. Oh, they're um, ruthless with that line too. They're oh, they're yeah. they're very strict with with that. You can you well. I yeah. thought I was going to get a cancellation fee. And <laughs> right, 
Uh, so how did you get in ultimately? Uh, ultimately on the next day that we were there, uh, we just did the walk-in line. So we did it earlier in the morning. I think it was like 10 o'clock. Um, so we weren't really going for anything boozy, but yeah, um, yeah it was just kind of cool to go in there and kind of see what That's what my wife and I did. We yeah. just got there early and yeah. there was nobody there. Like, sure, come on in. And it was so they didn't really have this crazy energy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was full. There were oh, still, was still, yeah, oh, okay. it was full when we were there. We were there, in there yeah. probably, I think maybe two other people were in there and then it started filling up as we were there, but we just had some, yeah, we didn't get boozy drinks, but it was still fun. Yeah. Got yeah. to see it. And again, you know, the attention to detail in there is very similar to the rest of the park. It's just looking at all the things that are going on behind the bar. It's really cool. And, um, I didn't realize that the droid DJ is the one from star tours. Yeah. They just ported them over from star tours, <laughs> made him a DJ, which was kind of fun. Um, what, so did you, have food at uh what else we got here we had like uh the docking bay or ronto roasters those kinds of things did you check out any of that stuff yeah so we tried uh docking bay seven for dinner one time um it was uh you have to realize that when you're in these types of restaurants you know disney is serving to thousands of people in a night right so if you go in that this is going to be the most amazing meal that you've ever had you're probably going to be let down right and that's one thing i did read about in advance of going was there are just blogs of people raving about how amazing all the food in Disneyland is. And I, I didn't really find that. Um, it was it was okay. Yeah. Um, Generally, it, in all of Disneyland, it's, yeah, it's okay. It was okay. Yeah. yeah. But the I, environment in Docking Bay was really good, I thought. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I think one thing that I would recommend is if you're going to eat in the park, plan approximately when you think you're going to eat and where. And then you can actually book your food like an hour in advance for a for a pickup time in the future. Right. So a lot right. of the, the lineups for food can be quite long at dinner time. So if you really want to, you know, not waste time in lines and whatnot, use the app, um, order in advance. It'll save you quite a bit of time. Yeah, you can do that kind of mobile ordering to almost anything now, can't you, which is handy. Yeah. How about the little, so even the, the Coke bottles and the pop bottle are all like little detonators and stuff. Did you get some of those or did you get off the carts? Yeah, I oh. bought them just so I could have the thing. I of course it. you did. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I have Mike following me around being like, where are we going to put that? Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I was I was walking around with a droid and a, an R2-D2 <laughs> and a lightsaber. And a... Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, it was interesting. I, I When we left, I was like, well, I had the lightsaber. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get this thing home on the plane? Oh, yeah. And, and uh, all the people at Disney like, oh, no, don't worry, but this fine. Don't worry about it. They don't, you'll get it on the plane. I'm like, I don't think so. This thing is like, you know, it's like pretty long and it's pointy and I don't know. And I was like, are you sure? They kept saying, yeah. So I was nervous and we flew into the John Wayne airport uh, rather than uh, LAX. So we figured that was a little closer. Maybe it's a little more relaxed. So I uh, got to the airport, went through security and I could see that I put my lightsaber <laughs> in this big sheath through the uh, machine, and I can see the guy look at me and go, and he, he just eyeballs me, and he comes right for me, and I'm like, oh, no. So he just looks at me and goes, what color did you get? Oh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was the big question. I was like, and then he's looking at it, oh, man, it's awesome. And then we went through and then got on the plane, just put it, you know, beside my seat. Nobody said anything. So if you do buy a lightsaber, no, you can fly home with it. Apparently nobody cares. <laughs> well, they care. They just want to know what color it is. They want to know what color it is. That's true. Important I questions. did. Uh, what color did I do? I have my lightsaber here. You don't remember? You know, I, let's see. I'll turn it on. See if you can hear this. Yes, of course I got blue. And it makes the sounds, you know, as you wave it around. Yeah. 
So it's pretty cool. And expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I got blue. Yes, Worth I want to get red. Penny. Yes. Um, how did you find the merchandise generally? Did you find cool stuff? Were you disappointed with the merchandise, or you found something you you really liked? I think they did a really like really good job of um, like splitting up the rebels and the first order stuff, and you kind of within Galaxy's Edge, a lot of it was very thematic. It wasn't like overly uh, knickknacks type thing. It was very in character for for where you were shopping. Um, right, so right. we didn't buy a lot, but it was really enjoyable to go in and, and see all the different products that they had put out. Um, I thought that they did a really good job of not really breaking the immersion um, for each store that you went into. It was all very like on point. I found it a little disappointing. I guess I was, I don't know sure what I expected. I think I found a lot of the stuff was geared for kids, you know, like little Miniature. At Disney? Yeah, what? I know. <laughs> See, that's I had to check myself. I mean, wait a minute, I'm in Disneyland. Like, why you got all this kid stuff here? <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> Where's their like eight hundred dollar, you know, Lego Millennium Falcon? Yeah. Anyway, that's you actually at the Lego store, just in Disney downtown. Oh, so. Okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and the Lego uh, place doesn't actually even let you in without kids. Shut up, really. Like, what the no. what the what's the Lego uh, Lego Land? Lego Land doesn't oh. let you in without kids. Really? You have to have kids to go into Lego Land. I'm wow. gonna need to steal someone's kid. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. So I'm like. <laughs> so downtown Disney, you can go pick up the stuff, but uh, you're not getting that. Well, I like your lightsaber, but they've come out with a new one that's retractable. I heard there's a retractable one. Yeah. And <gasps> I so much want it. It looks. So cool. How did they do it? Do you know? I have no idea, okay. and I don't care, and I want, I want one. I need okay. to look this up. How much is that? I don't know. <laughs> and you don't care, and I want one. Do you think there was any missed opportunities uh, here? Was there something you thought, oh, you know, they could have done something better here, or why did they, uh, didn't they do this? I mean, personally, not really. I mean, I feel like they, I didn't feel like I left on going, wow, God, other than the lack of older characters or anything from the original trilogy. Could you go on the Millennium Falcon? No. No, okay, then that's it. Because yeah. I was like, I saw it, and it was cool and everything, but I was like, I wanted to go on it. That's true. <laughs> it's yeah. it's big enough. It's real. It's so real. if they built the, I mean, it's it's full size, so you think if they built the interior, Just, but it would be small, so trying to get people through there would be a nightmare, but. I don't care about that, though. This is another line. It's $5. It's a, it's a lightning Well, lane. it's a $50 lightning <laughs> lane. Yeah. With your Genie Plus Plus, you can yeah. get yeah. it for free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I mean, it was really cool. Like, I remember walking up, coming from the wrong direction, but uh, came in, <laughs> walked up the stairs and looked down, and then there was the Falcon. I was just like, oh, my gosh. I just stood there and looked at it for the longest time and then went around, and, and the detail on it was amazing. It's not like you get closer and it kind of ruins the illusion. It's like camera yeah, no, ready. It looks like a real ship. It looks like a real ship, yeah. So your point, I think that would have been really cool to get on it. Yes. And to sit in the in the cockpit and... See the chess or the the game thing that you know Chewbacca sat at. Yeah, they could have yeah. roped off areas and just had like a walk through. Just walk through. Yeah, that's true. Like yeah. you know, yeah. sort of a place. I also felt they probably could have done a little bit more at nighttime. Um, so it felt a little bit a little bit slower than some of the other areas mm. of the park where they have like themed night shows, light shows, whatnot. Um, the 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 nighttime part of it kind of died down a little bit, and you'd think with a park full of lightsabers that they would have really played that up and and done something more that kind of emphasize the dark side of things a bit um so True. that was that was one miss for me yeah that's a, that's a good point 
Uh, it just sort of uh, felt like it just sort of gets dark and it closes. <laughs> like yeah. rather than, you know, stay around, there's going to be a big event or, you know, these very specific things going on. Um, so if you had to kind of summarize your experience there in just a few words or a sentence, what would you say? Baby girl goo. <laughs> Baby girl goo. <laughs> be patient and bring money. Uh, yes, true. Go with people you like because you're probably going to spend time in line with them. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> you have to have be with someone who's on the same kind of tactics you are. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can't have somebody who wants to, like, I'm tired, I want to sit, and, you know, like, no, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah, same level of interest. <laughs> and and energy. Yeah. Energy, so yeah. you can go and do everything. Yeah, true. Be better. Yeah. Don't bring kids. Yeah. <laughs> Except if you... That didn't even come from us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so would you then, if you had friends that are interested in going, would you recommend that they go? Oh, yeah, 100%. For sure. If you're in, If you're anywhere near there, you should definitely... Make the day, or make at least there, a day of it. Just fly there. I haven't heard anyone say that they regret going. Um, that I've talked to, I, I, I think it's well worth it. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. There's a lot of things in life where the expectation versus reality can be much different. But Galaxy's Edge is really, unless you're there, I don't think you can really appreciate the immersion and the the detail that it has to offer. I don't think that'll come through, and even on. YouTube videos that people show you. You have to really experience it. Yeah, it really brings you into the story of Star Wars. Yeah, you could just hang out there. Even if you didn't go on the rides, it would still be cool. I mean, the Rise of the Resistance is probably the best ride. Definitely still ever go been on, on the rides. Yeah. I mean, you got to go on it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what you're suggesting now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean, don't go on the rides? <laughs> no, I'm not saying don't go on <laughs> He's like, you were yeah. on the plane already. That was your yeah, ride. Like, there you go, kids. <laughs> And we're done. Um, was there anything that kind of surprised you that was an unexpected element? Uh, for me, it was actually in the washrooms. They played like this radio station that like sounded vaguely like it was in a foreign planet. And oh, I cool. thought that was really cool. Just, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you're, even though you're in the washroom, um, <laughs> it's just like you're still in Batu. The Star Tours. I know it's not in this land. In in uh, Tomorrowland, or whatever they call it now. Yeah, it's still, yeah, it's still Tomorrowland. It is Tomorrowland, yeah. Yeah. The original Star Tours, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what yeah. about it? Did you go? No, I didn't go over there. Why would I go there? Well, it's updated. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's Was fantastic. it updated? It was, yeah. Yeah, because oh. it's got, uh, it's got uh, all the new characters and stuff in it. Oh. Okay, no. You didn't go there. Okay, I didn't fine. go there. And no. you can take a photo with Darth Vader if you yeah. want. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I thought they... <laughs> I thought they got rid of Star Tours, to be honest. I, I thought it was great. Okay. No, that's fine. So. That's fine. Okay. If you, <laughs> so. you didn't go, that's... You went, you went to Disneyland, and you missed out on part of the Star Star Wars part. Right. Okay. That's why he was so disappointed by the lack of the original trilogy. <laughs> he, he, missed, he, missed, he missed the key part that had the okay. original trilogy. Disney's in. being there, like... Okay. It's like, it's over there. It's it's right there, Scott. Yeah, it was right. on the app, Scott. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> There was no lightning lane, so I was like, no, that's like, that's uh, where all the merch was too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was all over there. Darth Vader Actually, land. I think it, it was. is. It, it was because it's like, in the because it's in the 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 merch uh, place right after Star uh, thing is all Star Wars merch. After Star, okay. After Star, af, after you leave okay. Star Tours, yeah. is the whole Star Wars merch. Okay, you just ruined it for me now. <laughs> You'll just have to go back. Like I missed out on everything. No, I no, because no. did you really? Did you really not go on the ride? I did not go into Star Tours. No. Did you not even go into Tomorrowland? 
No, I did not go into Tomorrowland. <laughs> you wait, you're 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 such a big Star Wars fan. Well, I that you miss Star Wars. <laughs> too, well, I I thought wait, Tomorrow... is this is why you keep messing. This, it's like this oh, it's is why on Star he was Trek. So stressed about the app. <laughs> I was stressed about the app, and yeah. I I would just remember. To- I mean, Tomorrowland was being kind of lame, and I've been on Star Tours like ten times. I yeah, was but like, they've updated it, and it's all. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I was too busy, you know, looking at my app, worrying about my dinner reservation. Yeah, this is where you, this is why you didn't get the helmet, right? What helmet? The, oh, oh no! <laughs> oh. I, sorry, I thought these were jokes he was making. Actually, no. Okay, what helmet? What are you talking about? The Darth Vader helmet. I did not get a Darth Vader helmet because he didn't have them there in the Galaxy's oh, Edge. Yeah, but they had not them in Galaxy's Edge. At Star there's Tours. The whole star, there's the whole yeah. It's where you get all the pins and. Everything. There's okay. also the trading post in Disney Downtown. I know. Well, we did. Yeah, they didn't have much there, really. The trading post. No, it's all at. The, yeah, it's exactly. all the. Well, apparently, it's at Star Tours. Okay. <laughs> all the good stuff. Okay, okay so <laughs> if you want, if you want any old school Star Wars stuff, you have to go to Star Tours. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. You don't have to go on the ride, but the okay. the shops right there. That would have been really handy if you told me that <laughs> before and I left. That's why you listen to this podcast. That's why. See, okay, so that's good, good information. <laughs> so if you're interested in the original characters, enjoy your Galaxy's Edge, but make sure you pop over to Star Tours to Tomorrowland. Yeah, even though Tomorrowland is stupid. It's, there's well, only you it's, weren't even there, so yeah. I mean, Tomorrowland they, looks like it's 1965. They, they've updated. They've updated it. <laughs> okay. Quite <a> <laughs> Scott is going off 20 year old information. Oh, I know. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Yeah, because all the rides, like, almost all the rides are new in Tomorrowland. Okay, I get it. Okay, we could, we could move on from this topic. <laughs> I get it. I'm an idiot. You're just going to cut out. all of this out. <laughs> I'm not going to be in Horizon. No, 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 it's good information. <laughs> good information. Just gonna go cry. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to go pop. I'm going to leave now and get a ticket. <laughs> fly down. Fly down. <laughs> go to Star Tours. Well, I think we've pretty much covered everything. So I think the bottom line here is if you're interested in going, definitely go. Kind of get the app, get organized. Uh, make sure you go on Rise of the Resistance because that's like a must do. Um, Olga's Cantina is really difficult to get into. So try and make a reservation there. The earlier you start planning and making reservations, the better, obviously. Um, and if you want any... Uh, older kind of souvenirs from the original trilogy, you got to make a jump over to Tomorrowland <laughs> to Star Tours, apparently. Well, uh, let's wrap this up for now. We're almost out of time. Well, we're pretty much out of time. We've been talking about this for a while. Thank you guys. Uh, Mike and Cece, thanks for being on. You guys are awesome. Thanks yeah, for being thanks with for us. Having thanks us. for having us. And Simon, as usual, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks. And thanks to you for joining us and listening to our podcast. It's been great. We've had a lot of fun. Hopefully you'll subscribe so you don't miss a new episode when they come out, which is every Wednesday. Uh, once again, it's been great. Really appreciate it. See you in the next episode next week. So for now, bye-bye and take care. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Lightsaber Lounge. You can follow and message us on Instagram at Lightsaber Lounge. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss a new episode. Until next time, keep exploring, keep dreaming, and may the Force be with you. Alien life form detected.